Welcome to the MI Hunting Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by my buddy Dwayne as we recap the 2022 South Dakota mule deer hunt. All right, hello and welcome back to the MI Hunting Podcast. Thank you for listening as always. So yeah, so this episode is a recap of the November South Dakota hunt that I went on. This is uh, hunt number two going out to South Dakota. And my good friend Dwayne actually volunteered to go out there with me this year. Uh, through a series of uh, unfortunate events, he actually didn't draw a tag for this year. But he still wanted to come out and take part of that vacation time and go out there with me. And so just like we did in the year before, we ultimately decided that we were going to go after the Michigan opener. So we were go- both going to stay home, stay here in Michigan and hunt the rifle opener. And then shortly after, we were going to take off, usually planning on leaving about the 17th and then trying to make it back in time for Thanksgiving. So between the 17th and 22nd was our window. So in last year, um, as you if you listened to the previous episode about South Dakota, you know, last year was you know, whitetail hunting, this was mule deer hunting this year, which is a brand new thing for me. I've never gone on a mule deer hunt before. So entirely new experience for me, uh, going after a little bit different type of deer. And ultimately, we were in a different area uh, than we were the year before as well. So same general same general region, but it's a completely different hunt unit, which actually ended up having a lot more different terrain differences and basically kind of, you know, habitat differences really i mean we basically ended up being in two separate worlds in the areas that we could hunt we basically were hunting down in the plains areas where there's a lot of canyons and then also uh you know up into the mountains region as well so we got we basically covered both uh the high high altitude and low altitude as well which again it plays into how the hunt ultimately ended up playing out but you'll listen to more of that within the episode but for now here at home i mean today is the last day for muzzler the muzzler season which i've gone out a couple different times uh basically had no success so far uh basically i've been trying to still kind of hedge my bets at trying to do a uh basically tracking hunt but we've had lack of snow uh, through most of the time frame that i've been able to hunt so we've had some light dustings of snow but usually by the time it gets to the day where i can actually hunt it basically is all melted or it's gone crusty or it's old making it to where it's not all that productive you know ultimately i went out just the other day to an area scouted out a new area and tried doing some, some tracking or still hunting or basically just trying to explore and hopefully catch up with the deer but ultimately you know I, I did get on some deer but i couldn't stay on them you know basically the snow that was on the ground was basically just all crusty and loud so the deer heard me coming and by the time every time i got close to them they would bug out before i even got a chance to really get a good look at them but in in doing so i did find a really good spot where there was uh, several scrapes that looked like they're relatively fresh so definitely some rutting activity here in december at least according to the sign and then also came problem where it looks like i bumped a buck out of its bed uh, the relatively fresh 
there was some really fresh scat on the ground and the bed looks really look really fresh again unfortunately though the way the terrain was and the amount of brush and cover that was in there i didn't see where the buck had gone to i didn't even know he was in there until i stumbled upon the bed so tonight gonna go back into that same area and try to catch that buck it hopefully comes back to that same bedding area ultimately hoping that it's gonna foul that that rub line and that scrape line and then ultimately come up along a, a saddle into some lower fields where there's some pines and grasses of some fresh green uh, still growing as well so hopefully that works out but that's enough for the updates and this pre-roll let's get into the episode with Dwayne yeah all right so this is gonna be our recap for the South Dakota trip again unfortunately you weren't able to draw a tag this year yeah that was an interesting uh story um they allowed it to the 17th um the 17th of was it july yeah i think it was july and um when i looked at it i figured that was the whole day but it ended up being um 8 a.m mountain time i went in to put for the um permit and i did do it before mountain time but it was right close to the time the computer locked up I called South Dakota. They said, oh, we'll look into it. We'll get put you in. No response for a long time. We, um, I called Ty. Ty did put in. So I went for the second draw. And when I went for the second draw, um, I put in for some areas. And then South Dakota personally called me. I thought they were fixing my first draw. But instead, they, they told me that it was the... Um, unfortunately they made a mistake and that was an area that non-residents couldn't put in for. Yep. <laughs> so that's, yeah, cause we looked, I looked into it a little bit later and yeah, I mean, it was, it was on the hell out of public land, but it was all native ground and yeah, you weren't supposed to apply for it if you're non-resident. So you know, I learned a lot about the system. <laughs> yeah. We did. I think, I think we're going to be experts at it pretty soon. Cause yeah, I mean the draws, especially since they changed over to their new website, that was all new for this year. Even Gary had a hard time. Yeah, um, they admitted getting, they admitted that um, South Dakota game board was suspended. They had problems with it, and they they said they were going to fix it for me. But I suspect <laughs> that was they were just talking niceties <laughs> and wasn't much they were going to do. So sure, but I think ultimately we've learned that for that area or for the unit that we or that we were both trying to go for that I think having two tags would have been. Oh. extremely difficult to try to fill both of them. Um, I agree. I think, um, you know, we learned uh, definitely a valuable lesson. And I don't know, I, I, I'm not so unpartial to having somebody with a tag. And it's um, <laughs> the South Dakota the, uh, game department told me, they said, well, if you don't get a tag, you can be the mule. I've done that plenty <laughs> of times. But ultimately, I, I think it's okay. I didn't uh, mind that at all because it's all hunting and um, about being successful. So I think that's two years in a row. But next year, definitely I'll apply, and I presume I will pull a tag. Yeah, and you've got, I mean, you've got the buyer's choice. I mean, you, you essentially have accumulated enough points for both locations that we like to hunt. So uh, the world's your oyster, which one you want to do. Yeah, so. and I only like to do one so that I can spread it out. Um, I don't want to pull two because then we would have the luck of not getting one in one area and wasting your time, and then you'd be out two permits. Right. So, yeah, so, I mean, we, we set up the same time frame. We hunt opening day here in Michigan, and then we roll out for 
uh, a few day hunt, and then as long as we're back home by Thanksgiving or before Thanksgiving, um, and I think that works out pretty good at least for both our families. I think. Yeah, those are our kind of stringent rules. We get opening day in, maybe the next day morning, and then we we, we leave either on the 16th or the morning of the 17th. This year we did something unique. We um, did. <laughs> um, little history, uh, Ty and I met working midnights. Uh, you know, we did that for some years. And um, I was I worked uh, I worked night shift for uh, 21 years, and Ty did it a number of years. But now we both have kind of converted to days. Yep. Ty pulls an occasional night shift, so do I. And um, so we thought leaving later and then driving through the night would be a good idea. Um... I think the way it ended, it worked out, but for the first, I think half that it began, I think we were, we were struggling. Yeah. The night shift definitely kicked our butts. I mean, we were, we were both struggling and we didn't have, we didn't have bad weather, but it wasn't good weather. No. It was a bit of struggle from time to time. And then, yeah, it wasn't, we didn't get our second leg until, uh, until the sun finally came up and we got some daylight. I think we kind of felt, uh, rejuvenated a little bit. Yeah. We, you know, this is, um... Ty and I decide to drive it straight through. We always think, oh, we might stop somewhere. We don't. We, we make our stops. We, we're, we're, we're about an average of a 15-minute stop kind of um, person, and uh, we just keep going. And um, I don't know. I talk a lot, so that probably helps Ty stay awake a little bit. Um, but Ty, has some, uh, his experience in the military allows him to sleep in a vehicle, which is, which is good. I envy. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, we had some, I think the weather just seemed worse to us on the way there just because we were tired and we just wanted clean roads. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so it, I mean, it was, I, I actually didn't, we didn't calculate exactly how long it took us there, but we got there around two in the afternoon Yep. and, uh, initially the plan was just to get settled in, but then you were like, well, we got daylight, let's go hunting. So we continued to go on and did a little bit of exploring. So basically we... Uh, the, uh, basically we went through and I did a lot of mapping or e-scouting mapped out a lot of potential roads that we were going to take and so we explored a little bit uh, going up into the, the mountains a little bit and you know we didn't see we didn't really see much anything that first night we did see those white tail um, on the main road right. that were next to the road there and a few mule deer on the way back that's right yeah we did see a few of them yeah because we so at that point we we're extremely tired but we're pretty optimistic because we saw we did see some deer not up in the hunt area but definitely in the vicinity of where we were yeah so we had some you know we got to look at it a little bit and um yeah i, I think we thought okay tomorrow is going to be just amazing but uh, it turned out a little different than we thought it turned out extremely different so yeah so i mean you you've been in that unit before when um when gary and andrew have hunted it but yeah. even that was kind of short-lived. You didn't really do too much exploring through there. We were there no more than an hour, and we got our mule deer. Now, um, Andrew, uh, this is a, a friend of our son. He's very much into, he wants to obtain his deer. He doesn't, he's not too concerned with size as long as it's legal. He's, um, well, he li- I think he likes to hunt, but he, but he, you know, he's got his time frame, and, and he's happy. And, and, and um, Gary's very big, his, his dad is very big about, if that's the deer you want, go ahead and he got a smaller buck, um, but yeah, we were there about an hour, and um, so we kind of seen the area. So I figured the struggle we might have is finding a bigger buck, but I did not anticipate um, what would happen on day one. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we started out bright and early. Of course, we had some mule deer 
right in our backyard where we were staying in hot springs there i mean what a stone throw away from where we were staying yeah for sure and i mean that right away we were like okay this is you know this is going to be like what we're used to seeing tons of deer it's just going to be you know making the choice okay what deer to get and we want to you know take be patient and get a bigger deer again um, yeah, it, it definitely set us up for some, <laughs> for a little bit of a fall, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. We definitely got a rude awakening cause we spent that entire day driving every mountain road that I had mapped out, even a few of them that we probably shouldn't have gone down with the, <laughs> oh, the full size pickup. So basically these are logging roads slash mountain roads that climb up, up into the hills and. I mean, a lot of clay and rock, basically. So you have washout, you have rocks that are, you know, essentially hugging the sides of the roads in the road. Ones that, you know, they're not going to move. They'll bend metal before yeah. they move. <laughs> a lot of ledges. Um, yeah, it seems like when I was driving, most of the time I drove, I had all the ledges. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, Ty would be like, well, you got plenty of room. And boy, when I look across, it didn't look like I had a lot of room. I did not want to go down a ravine. Um, but yeah, we had some um, challenging driving. But we, we had some, uh, um, you know, ultimately, I, I don't know that we would have changed what we did because we did get to see some pretty cool stuff. Um, we we covered a lot of area. Um, was day one when we seen the game birds or was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was that first morning. Yeah, we, we got up on the big flat basically on top of the hill and it was just grassland up there and some type of game bird, some type of grouse or yeah, something. It was ruffled grouse. I think there was just so many. Um, yeah, it was incredible. I thought, hmm, I should have got my small games license. And, and actually, um, we're talking to um, our friend that wants, that's going to go with us again next year. He thought he said he's going to pull a small game license after explaining to what we had seen. But, yeah, we would have uh, bagged our limit, I think. It was pretty impressive. It was uh, So that was cool. We definitely seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, and did uh, yeah. let's see you got out twice that day was that correct yeah so basically we were the the main goal the first day was to basically kind of get a lay of the land we were going to drive a lot of the roads and kind of just depending on what we saw or you know what type of action that we saw um kind of expenditure from there because there's again up in the hills you got all the different valleys and ravines and whatnot that deer could be hiding out and hanging out in so i did get out a few times check some of the valleys and you know we got up to um, on top of the mountain, we got up in that one area. We, we saw a lot of a lot of deer sign, um, so they were definitely up there. So we we were optimistic there again, thinking that we might have just missed them. Is that where we seen where it looked like they were fighting? And yeah, yep. So yeah, we definitely saw on the road where it almost looked like um, it was probably whitetail, <laughs> um, where they were you know battling it out, and because there was this you know claw or paw marks all over down the road. Basically, they were fighting down along the road, um, at least what appeared anyways. We loop around, back down around the mountain, and again, another time where it was like, you know what, I'm going to check this little valley, and that's where we saw that uh, tremendous herd of elk. Yeah, so Ty gets out. I decide I'm going to stay in the vehicle for a minute, and there's some good, interesting history with staying by the vehicle, by the way, but Ty uh, gets out, and um, boy, it wasn't but 30 seconds, and Ty's getting a hold of me. You got to get out here. I step out of the vehicle, and I see what he's talking about. The elk are all behind the vehicle. You know, and, and I think at that point, Ty was like, right, come on, you got to get over here. And I, he didn't realize there was that many. And I, I suspect there there were 75 to 100 elk. Yeah, at least. At yeah, at least. It was pretty incredible. We didn't see any big bulls, um, some smaller 
bulls? There were smaller bulls in there, and I think probably because I don't think the bulls weren't herded up like the rest of the rest of the elk were yet, because it was still, I mean, right. still early. It's not quite into winter yet, but yeah, a lot of younger bulls, definitely some like what look like could be like year and a half old spikes, you know. But that woke us right back up. That got us excited again. So we were like, oh, okay, this is good. And then we um, we checked all that out. Then we proceeded on hunting. Yep. Yeah, we did run into some other hunters there from Minnesota. Um, they kind of confirmed what we were starting to suspect is that the deer numbers were way down. Uh, they did have, which I, I thought I had heard something about an EHE outbreak. But then right. when we went out last year, they were kind of, it, it seemed like it wasn't the case. I know North Dakota got hit, but apparently down south, or in this other unit that we were at, they must have got hit because the deer numbers were very low compared to what what we experienced just you know an hour and a half north. Right, and I mean that um, shoot that vehicle they had at least three hunters in there, one in the back. So yeah, they were pretty much saying that yeah they no they've not seen the numbers that they used to see. Yeah. Yeah, so then, so then we make it up. I mean, we basically started driving the same roads the second time, kind of re-looping back through. Uh, and again, another, we're getting towards the like the last last hour, maybe right. two of light. And ultimately, in our area, we hadn't seen a single shootable deer. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, we've seen yeah. these elk and we've seen the game birds. So yeah. we were a little bit, cons- well, we were quite concerned and a little maybe frustrated already. We were like, wow. Yeah, we were, we were we kind of were feeling like we were eating a little bit of humble pie, thinking that there was going to be deer all over the place like we had experienced before. Right. And, yeah, I mean, outside of or inside our hunt area that we were at, at least for the public land that we were trying to hunt, there we hadn't encountered a single deer. Uh, so, yeah, it was definitely uh, a rude awakening of this isn't going to be as easy as we thought. So we uh, get uh, up towards uh, um, we go to a, down a road that's on over a ravine towards the end of the day to hunt on day one and um there was a watering area for the for the cattle and we kind of just pulled there and ty said he wanted to walk that ravine and i was like okay um again i decided i'll stay with the truck ty goes and it had to be maybe maybe seven to ten minutes we'll say ten minutes ty's gone all of a sudden here comes a mule deer buck not a big buck but uh, a smaller mule deer buck nice nice you know um body to the buck but uh of course i wanted ty to see that and so i uh i I get a hold of him um on the phone and he's on his way back and i wait and that i get the thing it stops it stops and then it starts to bounce so i made um uh, i was deciding what to do and i opened the door and it stopped again for another minute just looking at me so i presume ty would be there by then but Ty had blown a little further than I thought. He had went 10 minutes completely the other way. So by the time he made it back, that buck had just, just decided, okay, I've had enough of this and skedaddled off. Um, I don't know if maybe just leaving the vehicle there, he went to win as far, but a hard, hard telling. Um, he wasn't one that I don't think Ty would have taken, but I, I mean, I feel how I bagged my deer this year were with pictures. So I got a picture of it and I got, I got several pictures of a lot of game animals. So that was my point that I could have bagged that if I wanted to. So it, it, it was interesting though. I definitely seen things when Ty would leave the, <laughs> would leave the vehicle. So, yeah. but that was the only deer that we seen before dark on that day. One mule deer buck, a small one. And to be honest with you, I was, um, I was in the Andrew camp that we talked about earlier. I might have taken that buck because I was already, and I know it's only day one, but I was like, we put 10 hours, 10 solid hours of hunting. 
Yeah. I would solid hunting. I mean, well, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, because, I mean, we started out, we started driving to get into the hunt zone around 6 a.m. Yep. It gets light at 6.30, and it get dark, what, 5? About 5, about 5-ish, you know. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it was, um, we put in solid hunting, and I was like, oh, my goodness. I wasn't sure we'd see another one, but I really wasn't, so. Yeah. That was day one. So we came back, and of course, when we came back, sure enough, those mule deer are sitting there with even a bigger one now right in town. Um, and again, we were like, huh. So we thought about that for a moment, and we said, you know, there's hunting right close there, Ty said. He scoped out. It was another mountain right by um, where we were staying, and we thought, okay, let's go up that that way. So we got up the next morning. Yep. Holy moly. We seen deer. We we're like, oh, this is good. We headed to where it was legal to hunt. We seen deer. I swear, as soon as we got up high enough where it turned into public land, yep, stop seeing deer. Yep. I mean, it was like night and day. I mean, it was beautiful area. Uh, it was. I'm glad we did it. I mean, it's incredible up there. We were close to a fire tower. We got way up there. We got out walked a little bit. Um, you know, we were way up there. I definitely felt the altitude <laughs> elevation. It was a little chilly up there too, but. Um, we were going to do like two miles. I think tied about half mile or so. And he was in a little ways and was like, we just, we we're like, you know, we need to go back to our other areas. We just started to realize these deer are not so high. They're probably lower. Yep. Yeah. That was a definitely thing that we discussed on the way back, especially that, you know, maybe elevation wise, we're making a mistake that we keep seeing deer along the roadways uh, or the main roads down lower in town. And like, especially that, that uh, spot just outside of town, I mean, we climbed very quickly, very high. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was definitely apparent that they were below a certain elevation. Uh, so then we, we, we ended up going back up into... Uh, In a little bit, yeah, I, yeah, we went back to our area, but a little thing to point out, when we, this seems to happen to Ty and I, when we show up to South Dakota, it's always bitter cold. <laughs> now, it doesn't last long, but it's bitter cold when we get there. The last time we got there, I think it was... I don't know. It was negative. It yeah. was, it was in this time it was four degrees and that first day it was, it was so cold and I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know, but we kept thinking the temperature, I don't know. They just weren't as high. I'm not sure. But I think the temperature changed up, but as we progressed, you know, the temperatures changed when we were there and I think that changed the deer activity. Yeah. Cause I mean, especially like here in the Midwest, like you, you get a cold front. That's usually a good thing, at least for most hunters that's a good thing. Uh, out there, we even heard some guys talking about it when we were at the restaurant. Uh, one of the nights that they were saying that, yeah, this cold, this cold snap, uh, cut down on the deer movement. At least for them, it sounded like so. They were kind of thinking the same thing we were that maybe this extra cold temperatures. And I think you talked to Gary too, and yeah. he he kind of confirmed too that those cold temperatures uh, limits the deer movement. Yeah, and I, yeah, that's what we started to figure. And we kind of looked at the temperatures were trending, going to trend up the next few days. So. Yeah, so after we got done with, uh, you know, right in our area, up in the mountain, we went back to our similar areas, and we, we did a lot of hunting again, a lot of areas, still not seeing much until a little later in the evening. Um, was that the was that the day that we ended up having the, ran to the guy that yep. got the deer? Okay, yeah. Yeah, we seen the four, so we came in um, a nice an area that I think it was a little lower, we're up a little bit. And um, we seen I, I seen four mule deer. Well, before we even started yeah. that, we got to a point where I'm like, hey, I want to go check out this valley again. So I get out of the truck again. 
I'm yeah. walking around. I did bump a, a mule deer doe. Yep. Uh, but nothing else. And then while I was out gallivanting, two vehicles went by. You had yep. one that a, a vehicle that had a four wheeler on them. Yep. So it was very recognizable. I get back to the vehicle. We roll up. Then we see those four does out in the field. Four mule deer doe, yep. And then... Uh, then we were geeked. Then we waited because we presumed typically they air them up. So we thought there'll be a buck with it. We waited. We waited. We didn't see a buck. We pretty much scoped out. They were by themselves. So we drove, what, another... Just around the bend? Yeah, because we, we were just on one side of a hill. So we're, we were thinking maybe we'll drive up on the other side of the hill. Maybe he's over there, or we can maybe see up on top of the ridge. We pull up over the hill. There's a guy. There's a guy that had driven by earlier, loading back up his four wheeler, yep. and he had a nice small, yeah, a nice average size buck, you know, mule deer. He, he's from, he was from South Dakota, and he was like, well, um, he didn't want to take one that wasn't bigger, but he, he said exactly what we had heard before. The numbers were down. He had hunted the whole weekend before, not seen anything. And he had seen these does, and he figured there was a buck, and then he decided to he decided to take them, and um, yeah, so we were like, okay, okay, but there was some uh, there was some like, all right, we finally seen mule deer, <laughs> we said we didn't get an opportunity at that buck, but we were it was right, you know, it was a little better, so we kind of felt a little better about our area, but um, still we 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 went a ways down that until about where we couldn't, uh, I think we had to turn around after on that one, right? Yep. Yeah, we hit a hit another one of the mountain roads where it's just too too big of rocks, too big of holes. Uh, again, without having an actual like off road rig. Uh, yeah. I mean, it looked like people had done it, but we yeah. still had to make sure that vehicle got home. Wanted yeah, I wanted most of his parts to uh, come back home. You know, I think we lost a hitch. Yep. We had a drop down hitch on there that we both said we probably should take that out, and of course it did it for us. So that didn't that didn't matter. Um, so in the meantime, I had I had um, reached out um, for our, you know one of our friends in the area that is local. You know he's um, a 73 year old man that's hunted oh, hunted his whole life and um, kind of retired from hunting now because he's done so much of it. And he uh, he told us that hey you know just come on out and we we will go out the next day. So we decided that we hunted both those days. We got we put in 20 plus hours of hunting. Yeah. Well, even before even before we got a hold of uh, Dennis there, I mean, we actually we explored several other spots. Oh yeah. And then we were on like, okay, they're not up high. We need to focus on lower. So we checked out a couple other spots. Yep. Um, it looked like someone had beaten us to the punch at one of the spots because there was a freshly, uh, you know, processed carcass. That's true. Um, just inside the hunt area. Again, same thing. We came out to a spot where, look, I mean, most of the spots looked really good i mean there could have been deer around any corner but then they just weren't there and then we did hit to a point where the road did get bad again the yeah. big rocks and whatnot we just figured all right we'll go around the other way we got to some areas we just didn't know that it was really um i guess the term sketch if we could go on them or not um there was some interesting gates um we did learn about gates you know that the forest service area roads have gates that say please close that you can open um, you know, our biggest thing was to be legal on the property that, you know, on the, um, not property, I guess better to say, but on the t area that we were supposed to hunt and, um, you know, on public land, we didn't have any permission from ranchers. We did see signs where you could call certain ranches yep. 
and we and um, I think Ty took some pictures of those. We we considered, you know, if if that we were going to continue down this um, this road, but yeah, we covered a lot of areas, and we really went. Um, ironically, we were we were in the ballpark of the area that um, that this that Dennis took us today, but it got to some areas that we just didn't know. It was questionable because it gets. The lines get blurred a little bit between the public land and the ranches, yep. and that's where it gets a little bit. And we got we get a little nervous. Um, we we just want to be illegal. We don't want to be on anybody's ranches. Um, you know, I think like anywhere, but we found in South Dakota, and we know that from local experience that they're not ranchers aren't too uh, fond of people like most people aren't and end up on their land without permission. So we didn't really want to. Uh, that wasn't worth it to us <laughs> for the deer. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, we drove basically all we. We more or less covered the entire hunt unit. I mean, we were on, we we were on the edge where one side of the road was legal to hunt, yep. the other side wasn't. So we explored virtually everything, and yeah, we got down to a different area. So we got away from the mountains, down more into I guess the prairie, some of the more hills, yep. and where some of the canyons are. Um, we didn't go into there because yeah, I think we were both kind of timid on, or yeah. didn't have the confidence to go in there knowing the area, how to hunt that area, and also that borderline with a lot of the ranch ranch land. Uh, so it's it was definitely something that we didn't have confidence going into ourselves. Right. It was, and it, what it surprised me is how big the area was that we put in for. It was it was a lot, a lot of, lot of area. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and, and again, it's, I mean, it, you know, a lot of the southern portion is a lot of ranch land, so I mean, if we had knocked on doors, if we had called some people, we probably could have gotten some additional access to some areas. Um, but it's just hard to tell. Yeah. You know, it is hard to tell. And and we learned, if you drive around and you have orange on and you go by those ranches, you do get um, people, you know, the ranchers are out there. They they give you looks yeah, like, yeah. hey. And we just thought, well, <laughs> that's not what we, we came. We came in here for a good time. We came in here for a good hunt. And we were by no means going to want to, you know, go on anybody's property without permission that yeah. just was not our goal yeah because yeah it, i mean especially the other area it gets it, those lines get blended quite a bit whereas legitimate public land private blm land and then private land that yeah with like lot gates type deal so yeah it, it's pretty uh it, it is pretty shocking so but yeah we we went through that area we drove oh boy we covered so much area it was in, insane and still, our amount of deer were so low. We've yep. seen them four doe, so the, the live deer that we could have shot because the guy took the buck, and we seen the buck the day before. So we literally seen five deer. I don't even think we, at that time, seen any whitetail in our area either. We had no, and we, we ran to some guys that were hunting whitetail. Oh, yeah, that was his last day to hunt. Uh, uh, we ran into a father that his, boy, that his son was out there hunting. He was waiting for him, and he said, yeah, it was his last day. Otherwise, he had to go back to Sioux Falls and yeah we were like oh my goodness yeah because we did not see i mean sure i'm sure there's got to be some whitetail in there but boy they were scarce yep yeah and the same thing i mean i think they were we had at that point kind of determined that up high is really not the place to be no especially for the whitetail because we had seen a few whitetail uh down lower along the roadway and stuff like that but nothing up in our hunt unit and it was I definitely had my, uh, my heart went out to that guy for trying oh. to get another to get a whitetail up there because yeah we we had covered miles of that terrain and we actually marked where those four does were because we were kind of like um, we don't want to have tag soup and um, if 
Ty would, you know, take a mule deer doe because he's never had a mule deer of any type. So we were like, okay, if we have to opt for that, we'll opt for that. So yeah, it was definitely a consideration. Yeah. Especially when we came back through the second time and they were even closer, uh, to the road where we were at. So it was definitely one that we were going to keep that in mind of set up shop there and wait for them to come back and hope that they did if, uh, if we continued to struggle for sure. Oh, for sure. But, but then at that point we got a hold of, uh, Dennis, our, our local, uh, our local guide, I guess I could say. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing with Dennis is we, um, we look forward to seeing him either way, um, because he's, he's, he's worth the price of admission. That's all we're going to say. Um, it is, yeah, he, he is a, a unique individual, salt of the earth kind of guy. And, um, so we were going to see him either way. We really kind of, uh, I think part of Ty wanted to go and be proud that we got the deer on our own, but, um, but you know, it, it, I don't know. This seems to work out well, well too. So we went and seen we went and uh, seen Dennis in the you know in the dark. Yep. Talked to him and, um, you know, Ty shared all the places we went. I mean, he had them marked and showed them. And actually, Dennis was pretty impressed. He was like, "Whoa, you guys covered a lot of territory." Yep. Yeah. He. I. Yeah. He was definitely impressed of how how diligent we were about trying to cover the area. Um, I think he even had to kind of rack his brain a little bit of where he wanted to take us. And yep. uh, I wanted- think it was really helpful. We showed him all those areas because then he went right into what we told him we didn't go into. And he just opted for that right off the bat. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, uh, we agreed that we'd go get him in the morning and he'd take us out and take us into that area that we weren't comfortable going by ourselves. So, yeah, I mean, we, we got him there right at daybreak and, yeah, and, and Dennis did say to us, but um, Dennis is very, um, I, I, that's what we love about him. He's he's very uh, boisterous, and, uh, you know, we always never know how to, you know, is he is he just kind of making things up or what? But he did tell us, boys, we'll be back here by 10 a.m. at my house. And, I, and, he, and he put that out there, and we were like, oh, boy. Yeah. I said, if we even see a deer by 10 a.m., we're going to be happy. Right, yeah, 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 I know. I mean, he... He was definitely confident going into there. I mean, he said that it was going to be, you know, short work and that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we got out there and uh, we got into the area where. Uh, we we didn't want to. We didn't really go. We were by it. Yep. And we drove all the way around. I mean, that's when we made it to Wyoming. We actually went all the way around that yes. part of the unit, looking at it and trying to size it up for sure. Definitely. So, yeah, we go in this area. I'm driving. And I'll be honest, I was like, oh, no mountains, no cliffs, no in rock. But boy, this was every bit as bad. These are grooved clay fields that if you go in those, uh, you know, the truck that we had didn't have enough clearance. So I had to drive up on the edges and it was um, it was tricky. And there were some places you definitely could mess some things up, which, you know, um, was so yeah it was another it's some challenging driving and you're out in the middle of this these fields and you really can't see only but the tracks you know it looks like you can make your own roads in which we did some but boy you got to be careful <laughs> yep oh yeah because i mean this uh, again we're basically at ground level and then all the canyons down below so there's a lot of places where there's holes and ravines and drop-offs and cliffs and you know we weren't climbing up into them we were up on top right going over all these all these uh so sure as enough, we get in. We first get in. Now, they were distance, and I don't know that it would be in shooting range. We've seen whitetail. 
We're like, holy moly, first whitetail we've seen. So we've seen deer, so that was a good thing. Yep. You know, and I think Ty was determined uh, that if he, there was a big whitetail, you know, a big whitetail buck, he was going to take that too. Yep. This was kind of our day that we were like, hey, um, we hope that, uh, we hope Dennis is, you know, really, you know, we're going to we go with his confidence. And I don't think his confidence wavered at all. But I think as we drove further, you know, we, we went a lot of area in there. We went in miles. Um, I think uh, he was a little surprised the deer was a lot less. Yeah, he even, he even made the comment. He's like, yeah, this is the, the least amount of deer. And he didn't. He noted that there was a lot more whitetail in that area. Yeah. He, has, he had to even question, like, are, are the whitetail moving in and pushing the mule deer out, um, which they can do. So yeah. uh, he was definitely, you know, but again, I don't think even with him, you know, not seeing the deer that he was anticipating right away, you know, he's always got the mentality, which he knows he's been there, that they could be over that just that next yep. knoll. That's what he would always he would always put his hand up and say, just just wait. Now, granted, since he does that often, probably has a good odds it's going to work out. But but he's very confident and um, probably rightfully so. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely, you know, he's 73 and I think he's been hunting since when he was 15. So if you take the amount of years that he has hunting, you know, it's yeah, it's that's experience that you you can have every app, you can have every map, you can do whatever you can, and that you just don't obtain. Yep. Um, you know, that's, that's just 50 plus years experience that just is like, yeah. 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 That's definitely, I think probably one of the biggest you know, lessons from this trip is especially in an area that you haven't done before. There's no substitution for experience for the, or no. of knowing the lay of the land and because yeah i mean he was telling us as we we're going let's like, go oh, yeah i killed a buck over here killed a buck over here you know debbie killed a buck over here yep so he knew all the holes and all the places um where historically they've they've killed deer before yeah and it was a cool area um <laughs> we had some times we had to venture the road was so bad and so deep we'd venture off kind of made our own road one time um i found a uh a definitely a cow path and they groove right down into that and boy we hit that pretty hard uh, it was a little funny time because I was like, oh, I didn't see that. And Dennis said, yeah, well, if we would have seen it, we wouldn't have hit it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that came across pretty funny. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was probably, and of all the bad driving we did, that's probably the hardest thing we hit. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it's it was probably, what, six, eight inches wide. Yep. And But it was probably about, what, 10 inches deep? Yeah. So it was just. It's it, so hard out there. Everything's just hard. I mean, yeah. it. You know, besides being cold, it's that clay. It's all grooved in. It's yep. yeah. There's no give. It's no um like what we're used to in Michigan, muddy roads or things like that. There's none of that around there. Yeah, yeah. Even we even got to a point where it was a low point uh in the road where it, it you know during the wet season you wouldn't want to cross because it'd be right. mucky clay, but it was solid. It was dried out, and we drove right over it. And yeah, there was definitely because we had such a bad part of the road. And we went over and I looked at it like, oh, in Michigan, we would have sunk away. And no, not there. It was, yep. yeah, it was we, completely dry clay, rolled right over it. No problem. <laughs> but then, yeah, I mean, we got we kept seeing the whitetail, which that was starting to make me a little nervous because they were all, you know, 400 plus yards out. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. they did not want to stick around. So I'm looking it was like at, Michigan whitetail. Right. I mean, they're not. They weren't hanging around at all, yep. you know, which we weren't used to either because we were, we, when we did the Black Hills the year before, I mean, there, you know, there was deer ever just standing and staying, you know, you had so many opportunities. This was not the case. Yep. Yeah. So I was looking at it cause you know, having not, you know, experienced long range shooting, especially hunting wise, 
you know, I was looking at about 300 yards. I might have been comfortable shooting. And this is, you know, I was trying to range some of these deer. My range finder wasn't even picking them up right. at 450 yards. So it was, I was getting a little nervous that I was going to have to make a very long shot that I wasn't prepared to do. Uh, and then, yeah, the same thing. We were seeing a lot of whitetail, but they were off in the distance. We did see one decent buck. He was, I mean, not one I would have wanted to go after, but right. hard times, you know, calls for desperate measures. So, uh, you know, I definitely considered potentially going after it. If it hadn't already spooked and was already going over the next next hill, uh, might have considered it even more so. But Yeah, and then we go down into a valley, or I think... Yeah, we went up over hill, looked into a valley, and go ahead, and you can tell them the story. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we again, it was, we hadn't seen any mule deer yet. We saw some pronghorn, or antelope, I guess yep. you could say, um, some whitetail, but yeah, we still hadn't put laid eyes on any mule deer, and we're just going up over this uh, little hill, go over, look over valley. Again, Dennis, doing the, oh, just keep going, keep going, and you're starting to be like, well, how far do we keep going yeah. until this thing drops off, and basically right in this little hole some mule deer yep. jump up right in front of you i think you were the first yep. to see them i seen the four does and i seen a i seen horns i seen horns and i was like i couldn't you know couldn't tell it and um we stopped right there and um you know uh dennis seen them too and ty was able to get out and um go ahead and ty you can share the yeah so i mean they're they jump up and they were just just in this little hole right about 80 yards in front of us they jumped up Stood there staring at the truck. I same thing. Saw the saw the does. Saw a buck with you know antlers well above his ears. And thinking, all right, well, this is probably our opportunity. Jump out of the vehicle. At that point, it was still kind of downhill from the truck. So since I got down to the truck, I didn't have a good good uh, vantage point on him. So I had to creep up in front of the truck a little bit so I could get closer to the hillside. Pop up. He stand there broadside. And then uh, yeah, I mean got 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 on target he did take a couple of steps so i thought maybe he was going to bolt pretty soon so when i took the shot i, I saw where he basically the kind of like the impact you know how they react when they get hit i saw that so i knew he was hit he takes off running uh i think i think maybe dennis yeah. saw the impact too you yeah i didn't quite see the impact i guess and i was a little nervous because he kind of went up and he was standing right with those the right way with those those and then um but Ty was watching him real close, and I knew if he was going to crest that hill, Ty might take a second shot, and then you seen him stumble. And then it was like, and Dennis the whole time said to me, he's done. Dennis said, no, he's got him. And, uh, yeah, he, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was good, a great shot, you know. And then the night, you know, he was on another side of a ravine, so Ty went up, went to the deer. We were able to uh, drive the vehicle around to the deer, so it yep. was um, we had to do some universe, unique driving to get around there, but it made life pretty good. Um, what we have with, uh, Dennis, um, he's 73. He does not want to get out there walking that much, but, but so he, uh, he will find you a way to get a vehicle to something yep. if it's possible. And, and we did, we, um, we went way out and we came back right over to Ty and yeah, it, it was, it, it's a nice buck. Um, you know, what, what do we think? Two year old? Yep. Yeah, so I've I've gone through and I started doing the mouse. So I tore apart his bottom jaw. Age wise, at least from the tooth wear, two years old. Yep. Um so not 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 the monster we had initially gone out there to go after, but right. I mean we had a very quick sliding scale based on the number of deer that we were seeing, at yeah. least in our hunt zone. But I think for the first mule deer, I think it's a nice, nice deer. I mean, he was tall. I mean, and uh yeah, I think definitely the way things were going, it, it, you know, bucks became, uh, bigger <laughs> when you yep. seen them because you just didn't see them 
like what we were used to. So, yep. but I think great shot by Ty. Nice deer. Uh, Dennis was tickled. You know, he was he was pretty excited. Uh, you know, he um he likes to say, "I'm proud of you, he's proud of you boys." You know, he got that deer. You know, he really. Uh, I think he just gets. You know, that's his hunting now. He likes to see people be successful. Yep, and I think that's his big thing now too. Is like, yeah, I mean, he's he's killed. He even talked about it too the night before. Uh, that he's killed all the deer that you know, right? That he could. So, I mean, he he likes the fact that he, he can go, especially too with how uh, how passionate we are about it. I mean, I think he likes the fact that we get so pumped about it and oh yeah, such enjoyment out of it and that he gets to be part of it and he gets you know. reminisce in the old days what he used to do and sometimes you know maybe bending things a little bit you know and things. But you know, he he definitely had his his crazy days and. Um, he talk, you know, ultimately, I, I what I appreciate about Dennis is he talks crazy a little bit, but when we get out there, he's very cautious. He was cautious to tie his truck so he didn't destroy it in those yep. roads. You know, he was, and he was really cautious of what land we were on. You know. Yep. And but yeah, Ty got that dressed out well, and we loaded that up on the truck, and the drive out was interesting. The drive out got a little interesting. So we basically we were going to, I, I guess we were just kind of following Dennis's lead a little bit about yeah. where we we're going, which was just kind of leading us back towards the highway. But then some of the roads and whatnot weren't what they used to be or the expenses that were there. So ultimately we, we did end up uh, opening up a fence that it wasn't locked. It wasn't no trespassing. So, but it still made us nervous because it was right by a ranch yep. and it put its butt right by a ranch. But, um, yeah, we drove uh, through and then through another fence and it seemed good. And, um, Dennis was like, let's go, let's go. We don't want to hang in there too long. I think, yep. you know, I think legally we were fine where we were driving. It's just that I don't think we wanted to hang in that area long because, you know, the ranchers might get a little bit surly. Yeah, because the weird thing was, like, we, we encountered the closed gate uh, when we went in, but to get, like, from the highway, there was basically, there it was just a cattle guard. There was no gate or anything right. like that. So there were ways to get in um, from the highway. So I'm just not sure... If, you know why that was gated off the way it was or whatnot yeah so. i'm not sure either it was um yeah it's it's interesting but again it wasn't locked and you know we closed it back up and we were big about that too we any gates that we opened especially the ones that said, please close we closed because we found some that were left open by other people but <clears throat> again we you know uh, they have cattle out there and we the cattle want to stay in their area you know so we definitely want to respect that right yeah because i mean yeah if you get inside those cattle guards i mean we ran into it the night before, or I think a couple nights before, yeah. where, yeah, they were just staying right on the roadway, just inside the cattle garden. Oh, yeah. We're going through that dark, and all of a sudden, there's two cows standing right in the road. Yeah, I'm driving back, and Ty's like, cow? I'm like, oh, yes, cow. Yeah, yeah we had some uh, we had some experiences. And, and the night, you know, from, from Dennis, similar thing. We're going by um, Custer State Park and coming out of uh, Pringle, and, uh, De- you know, I think, actually, I think you were driving. Yeah. And there was Buffalo. Buffalo was a, a big bull. Buffalo was right in the road, <coughs> and he was not moving. I mean, you know, he was staying where he was. So, yep. yeah, we had a few times it was like, wow. So, you know, we definitely seen a lot of wildlife. Not a lot of the wildlife we wanted for our hunt. <laughs> um, every other wildlife, you know. Um, yeah, because that was a big thing because we missed. We didn't see any elk last year when we came out. And no, we no. saw plenty this time. So, yeah, that was a good. Yeah, and the game birds and everything else. So, it, it, you know, I mean, it, it was unique. It was good. I um, We learned a lot about the area. But um, the funny story was Dennis did say to us that we would be back by 10 a.m. at his house after hunting. He posted that 
we showed back up at his house at 10.01 a.m. So I guess he was a minute off, but I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. like, seriously, it was 10.01 a.m. He said, see, boys, that's how it's done. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty impressive. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I could have never anticipated because, again, the amount of driving, the amount of time, the amount of places, the tie walked plenty, and not to see, like, you know, so little of what was available for us to shoot was pretty uh Again, pretty humbling. So it was, it was nice to, um, you know, it was, it was nice. It was, I think that Ty was a little relieved too, because I think the, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of ramping up a little bit. Like, oh my goodness, you know, we going out here, we put all this time, we left in the season or whatever, you know. Um, I know Ty's already done an episode. I think of the deer he's got in Michigan, and he got one opening day. So I think he was a little surprised because he was really geeked about this. And then I was like, whoa. You know, we're out here. I could have stayed home. I was doing pretty well right there, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know. I mean, we started, I know throughout the trip, or at least while we were out hunting, a lot of cliches got thrown out there that, you know, that's why they call it hunting. They can yeah. be around any corner. You know, it's, it's like fishing, you know, 10% of the water holds 90% of the fish. Yep. You know, I know I threw that one out a couple of times. So, uh, yeah, I think a little bit of the stress of not seeing, not seeing the deer that we were looking for. Uh, was getting to me a little bit, and yeah, I mean, we yeah. were considering whether or not I'd be able to fill the tag if I was going to be trying to fill it with a doe. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, we were reeling down pretty quick, and um, you know, I maybe we, maybe it was just some of us, but uh, yeah, it just I guess it was such a different experience than the year before. Yeah, yep, and again, I mean, train wise, it's not all that different, at least for most of what we focused on, which right. I think was kind of our downfall. We were focusing on up in the hills like we had hunted before, and I, I think we learned that you know the vast majority of the deer were much lower in elevation, off the higher higher hills, down more in the valleys. Um, yeah, I would have liked to, yeah, if we'd have known that. Although, again, it, it worked out the way it worked out, and we would have never seen the stuff we've seen if we wouldn't do it, but I would have been interesting to focus on the areas that, that you know, because there were several other areas when we were driving back that he was showing us that we were like, wow, you know, and they were lower. They were lower in elevation and more of those ravines. So I think um, ultimately, I, I know Ty did. Ty learned a lot. I, I learned a lot and registered from it. I'm not sure if I'll hunt that area next year or I'll put in just for the Black Hills. Again, you know, um, I, wanna, I, I might want to let a couple of years go by in that area and let the deer herd go up. Um, I mean, at least that's my theory. It might, yep. might, <laughs> my hypothesis, we'll see if it tests true. Um, but d every place we bet, I definitely registered, um, you know, and who knows next time you go, temperatures are different and they are higher. Yep. You know, we did see the one buck up higher, you know, so it's not like they don't go up there. I just think temperature had to do with it, where the harems were, where the does were, you know, um, definitely it just made a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be definitely, um, fun to go out there for the next time that one of us gets a tag out for that unit to see, you know, kind of take the knowledge that we learned from this trip and how we can apply it, you know, for the future hunts and whatnot. So, oh, yeah. um, I'm sure, you know, Gary and Andrew are probably are pretty close to drawing tags for that same unit. So I'm sure we'll have to touch base with them, show them the areas that we hunted, what we learned from it. So that way, hopefully they can be. Yeah. And I think he planned on, uh, they, they both Gary and Andrew planned on doing that unit. So I'm probably going to opt for black Hills and save that and i'm fine with that because i'll you know if they haven't obtained their deer i think they'll be out if, if we go out before we go out um if they haven't attained their deer by then that's fine to go in that area the more knowledge it, it, you know the better um but on top of that i mean 
I don't, you know, they're all, they're all great areas. So it, it really doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. Um, but I, again, I have preference points in both areas. So yep. <laughs> I, uh, I definitely think, um, yeah, maybe one more, you know, good year in the Black Hills, which still we, we did drive through the Black Hills a little bit. I mean, into the, I mean, it's all Black Hills, but, um, we drove in our other areas where we hunted the year before we still seen deer. So mm-hmm. I think both the numbers are still, I don't think they're as high as they've been, but they're still up. And I still think wouldn't have been it, it quite as difficult to obtain a, obtain a deer. We'd had more choices, Yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's, you know, with that it being further north and whatnot in the, in the thicker part of the Black Hills, I do think there was deer numbers up there. Cause even when we, after we dropped off Dennis, we were heading back, it was like 11. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were we ran into some does just outside of town, so and they were crossing the road and whatnot. So they were definitely moving around a lot more than oh, we yeah. had seen the most of the rest of the trip. So it's it's you know it, it you're just taking a gamble. It's what the weather does when you get out there, and the weather changes out there often. You typically have a lot of sun, but boy, I, I tell you, it must be just uh, it must be that time of year that we just always seem to, when we get there, hit the really cold. We get a cold front. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if your truck got stuck on four degrees or not, but boy, that entire day it was four degrees when we were up there. Yeah. It was, um, and yeah. I was like, my goodness, this is not getting warmer. I'm like, and I don't know when you get four degrees with really no snow versus four degrees with a bunch of snow, I swear to me, it always feels colder. I don't know, but. Well, it didn't help too. We had, we had some we had some sustaining winds. I mean, when we drove out there, we were, what, 30-mile-an-hour winds? Yeah, 30. Across the plains. Like I said, we got probably close to about 100 miles less on that tank of gas. Oh, yeah. Than we had the whole rest of the trip. You're driving, driving, you're driving the, the speed limit of 80 miles an hour into that headwind at 30. Yeah, it was it was insane, um, the winds that we got out there. We always, um, yeah, I think on the way back, it definitely helped. Oh, yeah. The winds had the tail, so it um, it made a big difference. So, yeah, we had high winds, cold weather when we were there. The weather progressively got better, and I think the deer hunting progressively got better. Yep. So it definitely changed it. Um, but I think ultimately we had we had a great time. We learned a lot. Um when we were done hunting, we needed to kind of get back. Uh, we had a little bit of a dump of snow here in uh, northern Michigan. Um, I Shoot, I didn't anticipate any plow stuff would have to happen. And I don't know, we ended up getting a couple feet here. And, you know, I was like, so Ty and I were, we were, Ty and I were also nervous driving back what the weather was going to be like. Ultimately driving back, best roads ever. Yep. The entire <laughs> trip, we ran into nothing. It was just amazing like 10 times better than on the way out there. We end up stopping at a, a gun store in Wisconsin. Um, well, it's a gun store slash gas station. It's incredible. Slash yeah. Bait shop slash whatever your heart desires. Yeah. We should get, you <laughs> to get them as a sponsor. They're nice. They're nice guys. They, we were talking to them and, um, I wanted to get some, uh, 44 special. They didn't have any in the shelf, but the older gentleman that worked there said, just hold on a minute. And he was able to find me a pack in the back and, I don't know, hundreds of guns, tons, all the latest bows. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a dream store and you'd never know unless you walked in that store what it is. And, um, that was our, one of our stops and we were able to stop and do that. And we just, um, we did get our pizza ranch in. Yep. We see, we always go out West, even though I know we have one in Michigan now, but we, we go to pizza ranch. It's just, there's some story and history behind that. But, um, if you never tried it, you know, again, Maybe they could be sponsored some point, but I, I recommend it. So they got some free promo here. But, um, yeah, I think it, it was a great trip. Um, we 
Ty and I always say, oh, we're not going to kill ourselves and we might stop or whatever. But I think between the two of us, we're able to, we normally can muscle through and do the whole thing. And it's hard. We're pretty determined. We don't really want to stop. And again, I think we averaged our stops at about 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. I don't even know if we, we stopped and sat down once at this pizza ranch. And, and ultimately though, still, we were there only like 15 minutes. And other than that, we were in the tr- truck. Now his truck's I think I've got an imprint in his truck because he was in it so much. <laughs> um, we intimately, uh, you know, definitely, um, his truck, definitely, we were close to it. It did a great job, though. I'll tell you, for the driving and stuff, really, we did we did well. We really, besides breaking off the hitch, which was our mistake for not pulling that off. But other than that, I mean, I cannot believe some of the trails that it got on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is That, to me, is like, oh, my goodness. It was pretty, pretty impressive. So, but yeah, I think, um, I I really enjoyed the trip. I wouldn't trade it. I mean, I know we went to a lot of the areas and didn't work out, but I think again, that was all knowledge. So, and boy, we've seen a lot of other stuff. So, yep. Yeah. I mean, and we can't even forget, you know, after so that morning we got the deer, got back to the place. We were going to chill, watch the football, hang out, kind of decompress a little bit. Uh, as we were leaving to go get the pizza. Yep. You step out and almost trip over oh my goodness. a big old mass of, what, four-by-four four buck? Yeah, four-by-four four mule deer right there, and, and he's with his does, and um, Ty comes out, and then, you know, we stay there watching that buck, and then he kind of turns and kind of comes towards us. I see Ty walking back up towards the door, and <laughs> he didn't do—the doe turned the other way, so he didn't do much, but yeah, there's some—yeah, uh, in Hot Springs, there's some pretty good— uh, pretty good uh, amount of bucks uh i mean deer that are protected yeah deer, some city deer city, yeah. city deer definitely and we've seen this in a lot of these cities you know our towns these you know pringle um dennis was telling us how they had a big one down there with a drop tying sure they're not stupid they know areas that they're they can chill and not you know be hunted um you know definitely uh but yeah they just hung out there all the time so you know it's kind of cool i mean it was cool i think the place we stayed um we did we did the Airbnb idea and we were it was it was really cool it was I I don't know that we could have picked a better place actually I think it just was you know I think I found it but then Ty decided yep let's do this and he reserved it and it just was it was perfect yeah. it, it was really not too far from our hunting area not too far from going over to where Dennis was it just worked out so yeah I think ultimately things really worked out well yeah yeah hunting ended up being a lot harder than we had had anticipated. You know, kind of going into the, we were probably oh, a little cocky going into it, uh, <laughs> and then got humbled pretty quickly yeah. and got back to realization of. Well, know. we were just thinking, um, basically, you know, we have to be patient and make your choice about buck to where it was like, oh, if you even see a buck, um, or if you even see a deer that you can shoot that's legal in your area. I mean, it, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty incredible. But again. You know, boy, we registered so much um, that amount of time. I mean, boy, we covered more ground in that amount of time than I don't know. I definitely all last year, all last year's hunt. Yep. Holy smokes! So again, I don't think we would have went to those areas and we wouldn't have seen what we've seen. So uh, for me, I wasn't hunting. I didn't have the permit. So yeah, I wouldn't trade it. Now, Ty, maybe <laughs> he would. I think Ty would have liked to have a few more opportunities with some bucks to at least ch- get a choice out versus, okay, we've got to take this one. Um, but I mean, it, it worked out the way it worked out. Um, you know, we're really appreciative of, uh, Dennis, you know, he, uh, it's, it, and like you say, um, 
this is this is you know just somebody you'd have to meet to get the idea that he's this salt of the earth kind of guy that i don't know i i, I appreciate being around and um when he tells you stories, they seem outlandish, but when you really go down to it, he, they're pretty true. <laughs> I think they're pretty true. Yep. They, they kind of pan out. and um, Yeah, he might embellish a little bit, but there's the yeah. truth behind a lot of the stories he's telling. And I mean, yeah, I mean, like... You could see the knowledge when we got out there, though. Yeah. He knew where he was. He knew what it was. And um, yeah, it, it it's good. Uh, I think we... We're, yeah. I oh. know. It was a great trip and a lot of lessons learned. I mean, we learned that so much of that area... I mean, going again, like I said, if we ever go back to that area, we're, we're going to go in with so much more confidence and so much more knowledge of the, of the lay of the land. Again, I definitely bring a small games license, too. I might buy one. <laughs> I know, a small game, get your predator license. Yeah, oh, I know. There's a lot. We've seen a lot of coyotes. Yeah. We did see those. Um, yeah, there's a lot of potential for targets of opportunity. Yeah, there is. So, yeah, there's definitely hunting in South Dakota is incredible. But again, just like anywhere, it is hunting, and you definitely. Um, yeah, there was more work involved this time around. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, yeah. Definitely. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good word here. <laughs> it was uh, it was challenging, um, but uh, interestingly challenging. Maybe be the, the term. That's a good one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> interestingly challenging. Yep. All right, man. Thanks. Well, I think that covers it. Thanks again for being a, a guest. No problem. Thanks. All right, so that's a wrap on the conversation with Dwayne. Dwayne, thank you so much again for coming back on the show again. You know, ultimately, we we uh, never really got to it in the time of the hunt, so it was great that I was very glad that you were able to sit down and do a recap with me to tell the story about this hunt. Now, the other part is I'm really looking forward to next year because Dwayne actually basically has his pick of the litter when it comes to which hunt he wants to go on for next year you know he basically has enough points to be able to hunt both locations uh, so he could go after the whitetail like we did the year before or he can try his hand at going after a mule deer uh, this year I think he's leaning towards as you heard that he's going to lean towards going after a mule deer uh, it's going to be one of those hunts where you know, it's a little bit more work than the whitetail so I think he wants to get after it uh, you know before too many more years so I'm super excited to be able to hopefully go out with him and basically, you know, be, you know, have him be in the gunner seat, me in the driver's seat and, you know, basically flip flap rolls and watch him get, uh, get his uh, mule deer as well. So, so I'm looking forward to next year. You know, we've got a lot of things to hash out yet. Uh, hopefully Gary and his son, Andrew make it out as well. Uh, so we can hopefully kind of bounce some ideas off, you know, basically we did a lot of mapping of the area and where we found deer and where we didn't. Uh, so I'm looking forward to hopefully be able to share that information with Gary and Andrew, you know, basically kind of trade ideas of what, where, where the deer are, you know, what the plan, game plan will be. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, but again, that'll be up for the, you know, the next coming months over the next year. So with that, you know, again, muzzleloader season's closing today, so I'm going to be getting out this afternoon for the last hunt with that. And then, of course, we've got the late antlerless season, so my goal is to hopefully go out with my bow again. I've ordered up a different type of broadhead that I want to give it a try from VPA. You know, ultimately, I'm going to try my hand at, uh, at using a single bevel, so I'm going to be doing a little bit more work on my arrows to get them finely tuned with that broadhead as well. And then ultimately, the goal is to be able to get my sister out 
uh, during this late season as well to, to have her harvest her first deer. So with that, that's a wrap on this episode. Again, thank you as always for listening. And with that, get out there, be safe, and have fun.